Hello, friends. I'm excited about this episode. I feel like some of the past ones have been a little bit like, I don't want to say Debbie Downer, because obviously when you're talking about Jesus Christ and his grace and his mercy, it's never a downer. But we've talked about life being hard and, you know, and how God is there for us. And this week, it's going to be way more lighthearted than that, with the exception of the fact that we all have something in common that makes us sinful, and that is a belly button. And you say, what? Yeah, think about it. Adam and Eve didn't have a belly button. They were legit perfect. God created them so perfectly. Of course, they ruined it by sinning, and then they got kicked out of the garden, and so from there on, there are babies to be born, and then there's belly buttons on all of these, by nature, sinful beings. And so, we need to kind of cut ourselves some slack here, because we are born into a sinful world, and how do we come become our best self? And let me just tell you, there's all kinds of self-help books out there, but all you're going to need is this podcast. And Jesus, of course. Always, always Jesus. So hello, I am Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares. I call my podcast The Hippie Christian Who Cares because I like to call myself a hippie Christian, kind of a little bit of a rebel, um, you know, free thinker, um, love God, love people, peace and harmony, that kind of beautiful 60s and 70s symbolism, right? Um, I do go to a Lutheran church and I kind of dig that too. I love church in general. So I'm kind of a geek that way, a church geek and um, definitely a Jesus freak. Um, But I also call my podcast The Hippie Christian Who Cares because I'm not a pastor or a priest or a deaconess. I am not educated in theology. I just love Jesus and I love reading my Bible And I love studying it and talking about it. And I love talking about people's spirituality and what they think of God or don't think of God and why and digging deeper into all that kind of stuff. And so at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares what I have to say? I just hope that you listen to gain some possible knowledge out of this or I guess, maybe learn something and take it further to gain that knowledge, um, to feel like you're not the only one, or maybe to even feel better, like, wow, that Chrissy, she's crazy and weird. Now my life is feeling so much better. And maybe you come to get a laugh because, you know, who doesn't like to talk about belly buttons? And what in the heck? It reminds me of Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, and she's talking about the belly button. But there is a lot of truth because kind of in a weird way, like if you have an Audi 
you're kind of lucky because that's washable. You got to stick some soap into an innie to get all that icky, sweaty, crusty, gross stuff out, right? And how long does that even last? But I think that's just the whole idea of, you know, sinfulness comes out of a belly button. So weird stuff, right? Don't quote me on the whole belly button and sin thing, but I think it's funny. Anywho, back to my real point. Yes, we are sinners, but the Bible also tells us that we are saints because we get to be holy because of God, because Jesus redeems us and takes away our sin so that we can be sinless. And doesn't last long, right? But if we keep working at it and keep pointing ourselves and others to Jesus, we're going to be the best version of ourselves. And that, my friends, is what this podcast is all about this week, is being our best self. And like I said, a lot of books out there on how to be your best self. And you know what? They probably will will get you somewhere. They probably, you know, highly successful um, people, you know, you know, oh man, I read the book before and I've even like done some of the sales courses and you think I'd remember the guy's name. That's embarrassing. Anyways, but the highly successful habits of others, good, good stuff. Like that's a good book. I would recommend it as soon as I can, soon as I can remember the author's name. <laughs> Preparation might help a podcast, right? But really, do you come here for facts and figures? No, you don't. You come here for a good time and to get Jesus slapped in you a little bit, right? I said that specifically for you, Brian, because you love it when we talk about slapping the Jesus into people. Anyways, we don't really slap people just for the record. But no, there's tons of good books that are going to tell you to do good things and behave certain ways and take care of yourself in certain ways and what leads to less stress and, you know, being a better performer at work and all that kind of good stuff. But does it last? Is that what's going to sustain you in terms of peace and happiness and goodness and that kind of stuff, right? Here's what I'm saying. We need to think about when we are our best selves. When do you feel like you are at your best? What's the chance that Stephen Covey is actually listening to this podcast? I'm just saying, Stephen, if you happen to log on and try this particular episode of The Hippie Christian Who Cares, I just want to say I apologize because I think your book's really good and I have actually read it. A lot of good stuff in there. Wasn't ripping on it in any way, shape, or form. And the fact that I forgot your name adds insult to injury, right? I'm just simply saying when we try to do life on our own, apart from God, we are going to fail somewhere along the way. And there's lots of people out there 
that don't appear to be failing, even though they are, there's an absence of God. But somewhere along the way, life is going to fail them. People are going to fail them and they are going to fail themselves. It's that belly button thing. We are born into a sinful world and we are sinful beings. And without Christ, we can't get to that level of our best self. And I got to tell you, what made me think of this, aside from just trying to be up with people this week, was um, I'm listening to a book called Limping with God by Chad Bird. And I think I've mentioned Chad Bird before. He's got a crazy backstory, which is really unfair of me to say because you shouldn't be defined by your past or by your mistakes or anything like that. But the only reason I find it like this crazy backstory is because once again, the guy has a belly button. He's not perfect. And yet he is genius when it comes to the new, the Old Testament and folding it into the New Testament and showing how brilliant God is in, in the way that the Old Testament reads to us, but was actually, I don't want to say played out because, you know, it, it's his, history, but in the way that these people lived their lives and the things that happened and, and God's hand in it all, and then the way that it is written in the Bible. And so the Bible, I love, um, I love the fact that um, one of our pastors said, the Bible is just like Jesus Christ. 100% man, 100% God. Written by man, inspired by God. And so it, it's amazing because you can see how God intertwines so much and is so calculated in the way that he created humans and then how it all played out. And being almighty, he clearly knows everything and he can't help but know, you know, what's going to happen next because he's God and what we'll choose and, you know, when we are sinful and when we're working hard not to be and when we're our best selves and when we're not so good. And yet he is out there loving on us, with us, around us. Um, I like how somebody said, too, that our God is polite. Um, you know, he's there. He is with us. But he wants to be invited. He wants us to invite him into our lives and into our homes and into our hearts so that it is um, mutual, right? So the whole best oh so the chad bird thing blah 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 let me just get off track like i do sorry sorry stephen covey if you're listening usually a lot better than this that's not true listen to all of them they're crazy off the hinge off the chain whatever you want to call it there are a bunch of nutty episodes so you might want to find a different podcast i'm just kidding i think you should continue listening stephen anyway susie paul Brian, 
Sherry, am I right? I know. A new shout out to my friend Sherry, HR person who I loved. Found out that she's been listening this whole time. So she gets a big shout out to Sherry. Um, usually Sherry Susie is the one who's getting all the shout outs, as you know. Paul, of course, is, you know, sort of that whole Rocky Balboa to Apollo Creed kind of thing. But, you know, we'll figure it out. Anyhow, my real point here is Chad Bird and his book, Limping with God. And I love the way that when he talks about the people in the Bible, that he depicts them as real humans. And and he mentioned in the book, like, you know, we kind of do kids a disservice in Sunday school, you know, to make all of these um, men in the Bible as complete heroes when they're very, very flawed and all of them have big belly buttons. That's a joke. They don't really have extra big belly buttons. I just mean sinful, right? That whole belly button thing. I know. I just find it funny. Anyways, but yeah, sinful people. But come on, you can't really tell the story of David and Goliath and then tell little kids that, oh yeah, he goes on later to sleep with somebody's wife and then murders them. That's too, you know, too young. You got to keep it G for the kids. And then slowly when they get up to youth group, you'd be like, oh yeah, by the way, let me tell you that the adult version of that Sunday school story. But the point being is that they're in the Bible for a reason. Yeah, they're sinful humans, far from perfect, but just like us, they are made in God's image and for a purpose. And God uses them for good, even in their sinfulness. I feel like if this podcast actually had music behind it the whole time, it might be Ozzy Osbourne's <laughs> Crazy Train. Yeah, because I kind of am going off the rails on a crazy train tonight. But what I'm trying to point to is that we go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, in which God is creating humans. And it says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. In another version, it says, um, so God created mankind in his own image. And it was interesting because when I say we are created in his image, you know, I'm just kind of spewing what I have read and what I have learned and that kind of stuff. And then I got thinking, is that really what Genesis says? Like, or is he talking about Adam and Eve being created in his image and then the rest of us belly button sporting humans are not, were created in Adam and Eve's sinful image? But that isn't what he's saying. He is saying all of us 
are created in his image. And I went a little bit further too, in terms of looking up some other scripture about being created in his image. And I wasn't smart enough to put the bookmark in. So while I look this up, I'm just saying, you know, part of it, this sinfulness that we have, this belly button syndrome, is that we judge ourselves and others against the world instead of against being created in God's image. If we looked at somebody else as being created in the image of God, we might treat them a little bit nicer. We might not be as inclined to stay so mad or frustrated or whatever. And so we have to, th we have to think about that a little bit. And we also need to treat ourselves that way too. You know, we look at ourselves and judge ourselves lots of time on physical appearance, lots of time on, you know, what we drive or where we live or the furnishings inside our house or our bank account or, you know, are you a Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, Twitter influencer? You know, um, you know, how many likes do you have? How many friends do you have? You know, all that kind of crazy stuff. And I'm laughing because even if Stephen Covey is listening to this podcast, and if you are, thank you so much. But does that make it better because he's written a book and very, very popular? No, I have you guys listening on a weekly basis, and it's a handful of people. And I am somebody full of a lot of pride and ego. And yet, it makes me so happy to serve all of you. Phyllis, by the way, my my oldest listener, to my knowledge, um, we won't say the number, doesn't matter, but she's recovering from a little bit of shoulder surgery right now and sent me a delightful message about the podcast. Um, Often I hear from Paul and Brian and Sister Susie. Sister Susie always gives me a full rundown, always laughs the hardest at my jokes because she gets me the most. And um, sometimes even is like, okay, quit dragging the belly button thing out. Okay, it was funny once. It's not funny 14 times, but it kind of is funny 14 times. And then she'll admit, yeah, you're right. My point being is when I think about being my best self, it does always come back to being created in God's image. And so, like I said, in Genesis one twenty seven, we know that he created mankind in his image. I also looked up a little bit more on being created in his image in Isaiah 44 verse 
two, it says, this is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. He formed you in your mother's womb. Like, that's like some planned stuff. I mean, he is creating you. He is forming you. Like, you know, like you've heard it talk, God being talked about as a potter. Um, I always love that artistic side of things because that's what I do for a living is I serve art educators and the whole creator kind of thing is awesome. But this is this is like planned stuff and there's more. Fun fact, I dream of Jeannie. Barbara Eden was not allowed to show her belly button. So they created Jeannie's costume so that her belly button would be covered up. Maybe it's that whole sinfulness thing, right? A little bit too dirty showing somebody's belly button. You know what I'm saying? Of course, now in the year 2023, we watch TV shows like Naked and Afraid. Do you guys ever watch that? So weird. So amazing. Part of my whole thing in watching it is zero interest in seeing anybody naked. Um, although seeing people's butts is kind of funny, but... Um, I totally dig it when they have a million tattoos. I always want to see them up close. I also want to know what they get to eat. Like the people that manage to like trap lobsters or kill a deer. I mean, like I'm just always like big score. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Anyways, I digress. So let's go back to the whole being made in his image and that it doesn't just say that in Genesis. God continues to tell us this. And it's interesting because there was a pastor um, that I had, Pastor Dean Patelko. He's also, um, uh, he also has a doctorate. So he's Dr. Reverend. Dean Patelko, so kind of crazy, right? Real, real smart, big, big smarty pants. Anyways, in a Bible study, he talked about the Bible is both the then and there and the here and now, which is so cool. And God is so intentional about the then and there to be relatable to the here and now. So often when God is speaking or when things are happening to a specific person, the fact that it becomes relatable to all of us in the year 2023, genius, right? That is so God. That is the almightiness of God is he so has everything so figured out. So in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is a prophet and he is known as the weeping prophet. I think I talked about him in one of my podcasts before. Um, but he just has to be the prophet that delivers bad news, gets like beat up, thrown into like a big old cistern pit where he's like, you know, up to his waist in mud and yuck. And so anyways, tough stuff, right? But right away in chapter one, 
the Lord came to me saying, and this is verse five, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, all of that doesn't apply to us because most of us are not prophets to the nations. I'm hoping this podcast will go that far. Just kidding. But I do think I have a listener in Germany and Norway. So yay, Germany and Norway. Thank you very much. But the rest of it does apply before I formed you in the womb. Because remember in Isaiah, he said, I formed you in the womb. Well, now he's talking about even prior to that, before I formed you, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. Like that is some serious planning for you. God legit sat down with, you know, it would be me, myself, and I, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's all God, right? So he sits down with himself, and they have this conversation about how this baby with a belly button is going to definitely be sinful because welcome to the sinful world. But don't worry, kid, I got a plan for you and I'm setting you apart and you are going to be your best self when you're in relationship with me. And I love, love, love that. Here's a little commercial first, though. I haven't done a commercial in a while. So let's just give um, Spotify um, podcasts and anchor a little salute. Before I go on to the next thing, first I want to say I need to do a new commercial because Anchor is now um, Spotify for podcasters, but it's still Anchor. Um, so yeah, that time for a new commercial, it really is time for a new commercial. All good though, because this podcast is so much fun to do and it's free. So that's commercial number two. Not even going to get paid for that, which by the way, hilariously enough, with the exception of a donation from a big fan um, you know who you are, number two. Um, I really, I haven't even broke $50 in nearly two years of podcasting. So it's not really about the money. It's about having so much fun. Anyways, before I go on to the next point, I do want to say that later in Jeremiah chapter 29, God takes that whole before you were formed in the womb before you were born, like I knew you, like you, I planned you. He says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, beginning at verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. 
So God says, you know, I formed you in the womb. I planned you before you were even born. I knew who you are. And he tells Jeremiah that he has plans. And he tells us all that he has plans for us to prosper. And you know, prospering in God's eyes looks differently than prospering in the world's eyes. And I think you will feel it and know it when you are prospering God's style versus worldly. So interestingly enough, there came to mind some verses in the New Testament that talk a little bit about being transformed and, um, you know, like being a new self. And that might make people ponder and go, hmm, in terms of this whole being made in the image of God. And then like, like we have to be transformed. Well, why would you have to be transformed if you were made in the image of God, right? And I think there's lots of times, and this actually made me think of it because a friend came to church and visited our church and um, told somebody else that they were going. And the person was like, oh, they really got to you. Um, as if as if the intent of church is to change somebody. But I think we do think that. I think when you think about becoming a Christian or practicing your faith, there's this element that you will have to change. Well, there is obviously that expectation of not being a sinner, right? Did you get rid of your belly button? Because if you didn't, you're still a sinner. And I'm not saying like, so ha ha ha, we're sinners and we can get away with it because we're Christians. No, not at all. We still will want to strive not to sin, but that doesn't change who we are. We are made in the image of Christ and made on purpose, right? Let me drink a little bit of water just so that I can continue and say, God doesn't intend to change us because he made us exactly the way that we are. What he wants, though, is to, to take that image of Christ, that image of being made in the image of God, and act like it. So that's not a change. That's being the person you were created to be. Change is when we are sinful. We are changing how God made us to be. And unfortunately, it's human nature to do that. Human nature. But God made us in his image, so we should have the nature of God. And we have to really work at it in this very, very sinful world. Because if the most perfect woman in the world 
could be manipulated by that crafty Satan snake, we can too. And so, and Adam, come on, he just stood and let her do it. His job was to protect her. She was his helper. He was the one who should have said, uh-uh, no way. Get behind me, Satan. But instead, he also was fooled. Um, and so sin begins, and that is the human nature side and not the in made in his image side. And so in Romans um, chapter 12, verse 2, we actually talked about this one time, and I'm kind of interested almost to go back because it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that sounds like we need to change, doesn't it? Sounds like we we don't want to conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. But when you think about it, whoa, oh my gosh, that freaked me out. I have a a desk that <laughs> can rise um, so it can become a stand-up desk. Yeah, well, I leaned into the button and all of a sudden the, my um, desk started moving as I was talking about transforming. Oh my gosh, that freaked me out. Not going to edit it out. It's not worth it. It's way more fun to know I'm that big of an idiot. Anyways, it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, renewal is making something new, like restoring it back to its original form, which is the image of God. Um, we don't want to conform to the pattern of this world because we're made in the image of God. Um, we want to be transformed to go back to the form that we are. So we're going to transform into our original self um, by renewing our mind, putting it back to the image of God. So I love that because I think that makes complete and total sense to me. And if it doesn't make sense to you, that's okay too. Email me and tell me why though. Hippie Christian, who cares at gmail.com. I love a good conversation and a good debate. And let me just tell you, there's always a pastor or a priest who will tell me why I'm wrong. And that's totally okay. But I do go a little bit into God's word is living and breathing. And I believe that you and I can have a conversation and I can have almost the exact same conversation with somebody else. And yet, if the two of you get together, it meant one thing to you and another thing to somebody else. But think about that too, though. You are unique and your relationship with me is unique, as is the per other person that I'm having the conversation with. Same with God, right? God knows how we are wired because he wired us and he knows who we are and how we take things. So when we read the Bible and it resonates with us so personally, 
don't discount that because somebody says the Greek word actually means this or the original Hebrew meant this and history leads us to believe that because if the word of God resonates with you when you read it, that is God speaking directly to you and amen and hallelujah to that whole stuff, right? Now, does it mean that we are absolutely right in regards to what it means? No, because it might not mean that for the other person. It becomes very personal. And I am a big fan of somebody saying, hey, well, when I read it, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. This is what it meant to me. And this is why it's so interesting. And I do want to know a little bit about the Greek um, translation and the Hebrew, the original Hebrew and what was happening, because that does shed light on a lot of things. But again, God's word is living and breathing. So this is always my opinion. But match it against what God says. Match it against this Bible that you have um, and the things that you're learning and what you know. And always feel free to correct me or um, teach me something new too. I love that. Doing this podcast makes me look up stuff and makes me think hard and, um, you know, sometimes ask questions and sometimes even research something. And um, so it's good. It's good stuff. And I hope that you find it too. So um, the next one that I thought might sort of negate the whole, you know, that we need to, you know, be a new self came from Ephesians. So I'm cracking up because before I give you this verse from Ephesians, now I feel a little bit like I need to be on that whole pastor level of giving you a little bit of history. So Romans was written by Paul. Ephesians was written by Paul. And then the next um, verse that I'm going to share was also written by Paul. And Paul was born Saul. So now you might say, all right, well, this guy totally changed who he was and even changed his name. But here's the deal. Paul too was created in the image of God. Being a member of the belly button club, Saul was a sinful human and did not know the triune God. He only worshiped the singular heavenly father and worshiped him hard and knew his um, Jewish history and scripture to the nth degree. So in the world of, did Paul need to become somebody that he was not? No, because this guy became equally as passionate for Jesus Christ as he was when he was a rabbi. He transformed into the image of God. He went back to being made in the image of God to be able to serve God. So 
all of these are really good. Um, and the, and the cool part is, is like God is writing this Bible through Paul and it not only is going to resonate in Paul's life, but it works for ours too. And God has that all figured out. So I love that. So Ephesians 4, um, verse 24, and I'm on verse 26, says, um, you were, it starts with actually 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So right there, it kind of shares that you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. The whole idea here is, it says, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Well, yeah, when we let sin get in our way, we become someone that we were not created to be. That's when we are not being our true self, our made in the image of God self. That's when we are being somebody else but to be made new in the attitude of our minds. And that's where it's going to start. It's going to start in our heart and in our mind. And when our mind thinks bad things about ourself, our heart follows. Um, so we need to be made new in the attitude of our minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And I think that's just so mentally hard for us to figure out that we could be righteous and we could be holy, both sinner and saint simultaneously. Whew. Good thing, huh? That makes me feel a little bit better knowing that I'm going to wreck and screw up that whole saint thing but Jesus is going to be on top of it all the time because he was on the cross, taking all of it with him and abolishing it for me and you. As I was thinking about this week's podcast and just being our best self, I was thinking about when this week did I feel like my best self? And it always comes down for me when I'm in relationship with Jesus, when I'm in relationship with my family, when I'm in relationship with my friends, and when I'm in relationship with others. God first and foremost, because I feel like that is the good in my life. That is what sets me apart to be able to be kind and be a servant and be thoughtful and all of the positive things that I am. 
when I'm in relationship with others without God, I'm going to go to that human nature situation and that's not always going to go good. But when I'm in relationship with Jesus and with others, then even when life is hard, it's going to be okay. And so do all, I'm going to do remind myself that it isn't the circumstances around me that create me to be my best self and it's not having the best teeth or lack of I'm on my way to trying to get better teeth because all of a sudden remember I told you like the lower teeth went to hell really quick um but again doesn't matter how many teeth we have God knew God knew how many teeth we would have God knows how many hairs on our head we have right and so it isn't those earthly things those physical things those tangible things it is those spiritual things the relationship that we have with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and remembering to renew our minds and transform ourselves into, back into the image of God in which we were created. So let's move forward on that, shall we? So I'm going to throw out a famous hippie Christian challenge. And that is, think about when you are your best self and how that relates to your relationship with God. And, you know, maybe write it down, maybe just ponder it and really work hard to remember that you are created in His image and to look at others as created in his image. I think for me, that exercise has made me want to do better and and even take better care of myself, but also takes all the pressure off because sitting here in my flannel pajama pants that belonged to my dad in the crazy silly Winnie the Pooh t-shirt that my sister Susie gave me thanks Susie and a terry cloth bathrobe that I'm pretty sure came from like the Land's End outlet I am my best self and I am created in God's image as is so take the challenge and start being your best self you were created in his image.